0: Welcome to Furniture Industry News for January 12th, where you can stay up to date on the latest news surrounding the ever-evolving furniture industry. In today's episode, we'll cover holiday sales trends, predictions for the furniture industry, rising ocean container rates, more furniture retailer closures, furniture tip-over prevention kits recall, patent infringements, company updates from Flexsteel Industries, Leathercraft Furniture Acquisition, and Kravit Incorporated's acquisition of Caroline Cecil Textiles. shoppers displayed a preference for online marketplaces and off-price retailers during the 2023 holiday season, according to recent analysis by Ernest Insights. While overall holiday sales saw a modest growth of 1.7% compared to the previous year, this is significantly lower than the 3.4% growth witnessed during the same period in 2022. Online marketplaces, including Amazon, Etsy, and Temu, experienced the highest year-over-year growth of 7% among different retailing categories. Off-price department stores followed closely behind, with a seasonally adjusted growth rate of 5%, and big-box retailers saw a 2% increase. However, the home furnishing sector faced a decline of 9% during the November 1st to January 2nd period. Home improvement experienced a 2% decrease, while mid-tier department stores suffered a 6% decline. Luxury apparel and home fitness sectors experienced the biggest losses, with declines of 10% and 17% respectively. In terms of online sales as a share of holiday sales, the home category maintained a steady 24%. While this did not reach the 26% high observed during the pandemic lockdown in 2020, it did surpass the pre-pandemic level of 19% recorded in 2019. Department stores, on the other hand, saw a decrease in their online holiday sales share, dropping to 20% from 23% in 2023. This was lower than both the pre-pandemic level of 22% in 2019 and the five-year high of 28% in 2020. Among individual companies, TJX, which operates HomeGoods, HomeSense, Marshalls, and TJ Maxx, reported a 7% increase in holiday sales, putting it slightly ahead of Walmart, with a 5% increase. However, companies like Wayfair, The Home Depot, Target, Macy's, and Williams-Sonoma experienced declines ranging from 1% to 15% compared to the previous year. Watertower research analysts Bud Bugatch and Rex Henderson believe that there are indicators suggesting that 2024 may be a year of progress for the furniture industry. Bugach notes that after experiencing extremes of pandemic-induced spending and a subsequent decline in demand, the industry may be moving towards a more stable state. Henderson also agrees that the industry is not headed in a worse direction, which is a positive signal. One aspect to watch is the rebound of mortgage rates and its impact on the housing market, particularly existing home sales. Bugach mentions that there is a less negative side to the housing market, although the timing of the recovery remains uncertain. Consumer confidence is another significant factor influencing furniture demand, as changes in personal circumstances can affect purchasing decisions. Bugach believes that while the furniture industry may not return to its previous steady growth mode in the near term, there is potential for 3% to 4% industry wide growth in the future. He also emphasizes the importance of companies maintaining solid balance sheets and being disciplined on price and cost to ensure long term success. However, Bugic acknowledges that various variables, such as political events and the -the back-to-the-office movement, can impact the industry. For example, increased political advertising in the second half of the year can lead to higher rates and potential crowding out of furniture companies. The return to office work will also influence the contract commercial furniture industry. In the residential sector, a recession could lead to lower interest rates, which may have positive effects. Bugatch suggests that any recession will likely be short and shallow, but it could still impact the contract commercial furniture business if companies choose to cut their furniture orders to save costs. Overall, Bugatch and Henderson are cautiously optimistic about the future of the furniture industry in 2024, but acknowledge the potential challenges and uncertainties that lie ahead. Spot ocean container rates have experienced a significant increase of 15% this week, reaching an average of $3,072 per 40 foot container, according to Drury's World Container Index tracker. This surge marks a 44% growth compared to last year. Over the past three weeks, average spot rates have soared by an astounding 86%, primarily driven by the ongoing conflict in the Red Sea region. These rates now stand at an impressive 116% higher than those recorded in 2019, before the pandemic. While rates to Europe are witnessing a substantial incline, the United States is experiencing a comparatively milder rise. Rates from Shanghai to Genoa, Italy rose by 25% during this week, whereas rates from Shanghai to Rotterdam in the Netherlands increased by 23%. In the U.S., the rates from Shanghai to New York recorded an 8% hike, amounting to $4,170, while the Shanghai to Los Angeles route saw a 2% increase, reaching $2,790. To avoid attacks by Yemen's Houthi militants, major ocean carriers such as Maersk and Hapag-Lloyd have chosen to circumnavigate the Red Sea by opting for the longer route through the Cape of Good Hope in Africa. This strategy adds as many as 14 extra days to a ship's journey. Consequently, Drury predicts that rates will continue to rise in the upcoming weeks. Several furniture retailers have recently announced their plans to close down, all attributing retirement as the reason behind their decision. Bader's Fine Furniture, based in Shamokin, Pennsylvania, will be closing after an impressive 133 years in business. President Sherry Shabelsky, who is retiring, stated that changing consumer buying habits with a preference for bulk purchases over unique items, also influenced the closure. Although the exact closing date has not been determined yet, there will be a liquidation sale before the store shuts its doors. Val de Home Furnishings in Southington, Vermont will also be closing after operating for 98 years. Siblings and Owners Pamela de and Joseph de are calling it a retirement sale after managing the business for four decades. The closing sale anticipated to last until May or June, will feature inventory worth up to $3 million stored in the business's two buildings. Another longstanding furniture retailer, Lenny's Furniture in Southwest Florida, will be bidding farewell after being a part of the community since 1975. Owners Doris and Lenny Hill, who plan to retire, will be closing their stores in Fort Myers and Naples. The exact timeline for the closures has not been provided. In a touching Facebook post... The owners shared their gratitude for their 48-year journey in the furniture business and expressed their desire to spend more time with their loved ones. With these closures, the furniture retail landscape continues to change. The U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission recently issued a mass recall of plastic furniture tip-over prevention kits due to the potential for failure, which could result in furniture detaching from the anchored wall. Manufactured in Vietnam by New Age Industries, these kits consist of a plastic zip tie, two brackets, and two screws packaged in white plastic and attached to clothing storage units. Since November 2019, they have been supplied to furniture manufacturers and importers and sold both in U, S stores, and online. According to the CPSC, the plastic zip tie is at risk of becoming brittle or breaking, which can lead to detachment from the wall. This poses a serious threat of tip-over and entrapment, potentially causing death or serious injury to children. While there have been two reports of kit breakage, no injuries have been reported thus far. To address this issue, Alliance for Safety, a group established by the American Home Furnishings Alliance during the pandemic to safeguard industry workers' health, has partnered with 31 furniture companies for the recall. Serving as the point of contact, Alliance for Safety will provide customers with information regarding the recall. Consumers are advised to check if their clothing storage furniture was manufactured in Vietnam with a production date from November 2019 onwards. If so, and if the tip restraint is made of plastic, customers should contact Alliance for Safety to obtain a free replacement tip restraint kit. The A4S website contains an order form for this purpose. Replacement kits will be manufactured by Walter of Wabash, based in Indiana. The participating furniture companies and brands in this recall include a comprehensive list— American Drew, American Woodcrafters, Amini Innovation Corporation, AICO, Ashley Furniture, Aspen Home, by Furniture Values International, Austin Group Furniture, Avalon International, Bassett Furniture, Drew and Jonathan, by Hooker Furnishings, Emery Park, by Furniture Values International, FD Home, Flex Steel Industries, Furniture Values International, Home Elegance USA, Hooker Furnishings, Kincaid Furniture, LC Direct, Legacy Classic Vertical Bar, Modern Furniture, Liberty Furniture, Magnuson Home, New Classic Home Furnishings, Parker House Furniture, Progressive Furniture, Pulaski Furniture, Riverside Furniture, Samuel Lawrence Furniture, Spring Hill Designs, By Furniture Values International, Standard Furniture Manufacturing, Universal Furniture, Van Thiel and & Company, and Vanguard Furniture. For further details, please refer to the United States International Trade Commission has recently taken action against four Chinese companies for infringing on patents owned by betting manufacturer Purple Innovation. Cease and desist orders have been issued to prevent the import and sale of certain pillows, seat cushions, and related components in the U.S. market. Purple Innovation had filed a complaint in August 2022 accusing Chinese manufacturers of engaging in unfair trade practices regarding the sale of these products in the U.S., the USITC's investigation found a violation of Section 337 of the Tariff Act of 1930 and resulted in the issuance of a cease-and-desist order on November 13, 2023. The four companies specified in the order are Hangzhou Lydia Sports Goods Company, Dongguan Jingrui Silicone Technology Company, Shenzhen Ledfar Industry Company, and Foshan Durrani Design Furniture. They are prohibited from importing, selling, marketing, advertising, offering for sale or aiding other companies in the importation or sale of the infringing products and packaging. The USITC's order applies not only to the companies themselves but also to their principals, shareholders, officers, directors, employees, agents, distributors and related entities. Flexsteel Industries, a full-line case goods and upholstery manufacturer, has released preliminary financial results for its second quarter ended December 31st. Sales for the quarter are estimated to be $100.1 million, reflecting a 7.5% increase compared to the prior year quarter. The company also expects sales orders of $104.8 million, up 13.9% from the same period last year. Flexsteel projects a gross margin of 21.9%, an improvement from the previous quarter's 17%. And a gap operating income of $4.6 million, compared to $3.8 million, or 4% of net sales, in the same period last year. The non gap operating income is estimated to be $4.6 million, compared to $1 million, or 1% of net sales, in the prior year quarter. The company expects gap net income of $0.57 cents per share and non gap net income of $0.57 cents per share. Cash flow from operations is anticipated to reach $18.9 million, primarily due to higher profits and a reduction in inventories. FlexSteel also plans to reduce its debt by $15.1 million during the quarter. CEO Jerry Dittmer expressed satisfaction with the company's second quarter results, highlighting growth, improved profitability, and debt reduction efforts. The official second quarter earnings report will be issued on February 5, 2024. In addition, FlexSteel is expanding the 2024 editions of Casual Market Atlanta to provide a complete buying experience for outdoor furnishings retailers and designers. The changes include a new educational opportunity in July and the addition of temporary exhibits in September. These updates aim to make Casual Market Atlanta a comprehensive marketplace for the casual and outdoor industry. Our House Designs is pleased to announce the recent acquisition of Leathercraft Furniture, a renowned manufacturer of handcrafted leather furniture. This strategic decision to expand our product portfolio and enhance our market presence reflects our commitment to delivering exceptional, timeless pieces for the home. Leathercraft Furniture, established in 1952, has built an outstanding reputation over the past 50 years for its meticulous attention to detail use of high-quality materials, and dedication to artisanal techniques. We are honored to welcome them into the Our House Designs family. The acquisition includes the company name, intellectual property, certain equipment, and customer lists. However, it does not encompass the company's Conover, North Carolina product facilities. We are thrilled to announce that leathercraft production will commence at our 75,000-square-foot plant in Hickory starting next week. Parker Marisich the president of our house designs expressed his excitement about the acquisition, stating that Leathercraft's craftsmanship and design perfectly align with our vision of delivering exceptional products. CEO Staley Kenner, who represents the second generation of the family in the business, will retire with the sale of the company. As partners, our house designs and Leathercraft furniture will continue to prioritize our commitment to outstanding craftsmanship, design, and customer satisfaction. We look forward to leveraging the combined expertise and strengths of both companies to offer an even wider range of high-end leather upholstery to our valued customers. Cravet Incorporated, a renowned leader in the home furnishings industry has recently completed the acquisition of Caroline Cecil Textiles, a prominent company known for its textiles, pillows, and wallpapers. Although specific terms of the deal have not been disclosed, This strategic move further solidifies Kravitz's position in the market. Caroline Cecil Textiles, which was founded in California in 2015, has experienced significant growth over the years. Their offerings have expanded to include an impressive range of fabrics, a well-established ready-made pillow program, and exquisite American-made wallpapers, all originating from Caroline Cecil's unique paintings. Caroline Cecil, the CEO and creative director of the company, expressed her excitement for the future, stating, after leading my brand for nine years, I am thrilled about what lies ahead. Cecil further highlighted the shared values between her company and Kravit, particularly emphasizing their mutual focus on storytelling and the trade customer. As part of the acquisition, Cravette will begin distributing Caroline Cecil's existing product SKUs, which are currently available on carolinececiltextile.com. Additionally, the plan is to introduce Caroline Cecil Textiles to Kravet Showrooms and Kravet.com in 2024, accompanied by the launch of new product selections. Caroline Cecil herself brings a wealth of knowledge and expertise to the table, having studied graphic design and business at Parsons, the new school for design, and acquiring a BFA in textile design from the prestigious Maryland Institute College of Art. Kravet Incorporated, a fifth-generation family business, continues to strengthen its position in the industry by offering an extensive array of fabrics, furniture, wall coverings, trimmings, carpets, and accessories. In addition to Cravet, the company owns several other iconic home brands, including Lee Jofa, Brunschwig and Philz, GP and J. Baker, and Donghia. This acquisition comes at an exciting time for Cravet, as the addition of Caroline Cecil Textiles further expands their product offering and strengthens their commitment to delivering exceptional quality and design to their valued customers. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Stay tuned to Furniture Industry News from FurniturePodcast.com to stay informed on the latest updates in the furniture industry and make sure to subscribe for future episodes.